1: Oh, hey, you don't play it for a week and a half. That's not for is. me. Um, your table is Are ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Yeah, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com.
3: Just saw a picture of Don Rickles that online. That is not Don, Don Rickles.
1: You you showed me an image on your phone, and your hand was covering the person. All I saw was like part of the head, and I go, is it Don Rickles? <laughs> I didn't know. I saw a guy in a suit. Thought it was Don Rickles. Um, God rest his soul, by the way. Don Rickles has passed. How you doing?
3: Also in mobster movies.
1: Yes, he was Notably in Casino. Notably Casino. I didn't like that Joe Pesci beat him in Casino. I didn't like that. Mm, yeah, I didn't like that right. part. A lot of part. I, I got to tell you, I, I got to be in a certain mood to watch Casino. Of the mobster movies, casino's my least favorite. There, I said it. Okay? I said it. How I mean do you feel it. about
3: How do you feel about Scarface? Because a lot of people say Scarface now.
1: It's not their favorite. Why? No,
3: people that are people that are really into cinema, the the cinephiles. Well, well like Scarface is those,
1: that is is a mobster so, movie? To Scarface you? is just so shoot em up. Like it is so cheesy. But Scarf,
4: Scarface is a drug movie to me. It's yeah. not a mobster movie. There's yeah, a different. True. category. that's Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah.
3: but it's so cheesy. Why? You know, of all people, and it's an icon- It turned out to be iconic just because Al Pacino. Over the top, mm-hmm. you know, was... I, I mean, come on. We, we can be honest. Al Pacino has been legendary in a lot of movies. In that movie, he's playing a cartoon character. That's not yeah. the hardest role for him to play of all time. And then after that, it seemed like everything he did was a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. But the actual movie, um, is there... it's entertaining. Like, there's no doubt it's entertaining. And there's need... quotable scenes. And there's... I mean, the last 15 minutes is so absurd. Kevin
1: Pollack talked to the guy. There is an impressionist or like a comedian who does a Al Pacino impression, but it's Al Pacino at each stage of his yes, career. Yes, yes, I've seen it. it is so effing good, and I can't remember the name of the guy. It's so good. Like, it, it, from, from him in, in Godfather, he, all the way up to now, like, there's an impression he has of Al Pacino, and it's so good. Each one, he has like five different impressions of Pacino, and they're all good. I can't yeah, find it. Yeah, you're right, because
3: he's so distinctively different.
4: Titus Welliver's.
1: That's, that sounds familiar. Titus Welliver. That sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. I'm not necessarily sure that it's it was on him. the Kevin Pollock chat show. Yeah, was must be it was a great podcast. must it's be over.
3: Uh, do you remember who the Kevin comedian?: In the movie, "Scarface, right before uh, one of the, the drug Binney. cartel got no, no the, Mitch Hedberg. No, where the drug cartel uh, guys, the two guys shoot him up in that ritzy Club. Bill Engvall. Do you remember who the comedian was? Here's your bullet. That came up. A real comedian, too. You don't know him as a comedian, either. You know him as a serious actor. Uh, Who? Richard Belzer. Oh, duh. Mm -hmm. I I know know him as a talk show host. And a talk show host, yeah.
1: Was a comedian. You know,
3: they said Richard Belzer was one of the... There were like 10 finalists. In fact, we have a local comedian here who claims, and it's actually correct... Was one of those that was considered for the Conan O'Brien show, but Richard Belzer was really upset he did not get that show. When it when it was Conan, when they went with the unknown, the guy who had never done it, the guy who had eh. barely barely been on camera, Conan had barely been on camera. He they a, made a, they
1: made the right decision with Conan. He played a bellhop in a SNL sketch. i I'm sorry. Okay, like five times. Belzer was good in in yeah. what Law and Order. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. I don't know. It's just when I'm looking at it funny, it's like eh.
3: Yeah, but it's just that yeah, Conan yeah. was on un- that was such a risk. It was such a gigantic risk. And he no, was man, doing it worked out. He was doing so poorly in the first year that every day, like Conan's writers were starting to hide from the executives. Because mm-hmm. the executives were giving them notes to every single mm-hmm. sketch. Like you can't do this. This year two thousand thing, the the yeah. what was the puppet? Triumph. Well, well, no, no. But yeah, I mean Triumph was great. That Not was the later, puppet though. where they move the mouth. And made it they were yeah. terrible yeah. impressions, yeah. but that's With what worked. Arnold, yeah, 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 Bill Clinton, yeah, and then it took off. But they were so close to getting canceled, like mm-hmm. Conan knew they were changing their behavior around him. Like three months in, he's like, Oh my god, I'm getting fired, and this was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. This is not gonna work,
1: yeah, it worked good for yeah, Conan hell yeah, man. it worked. Richard Belzer was upset, huh? Do you remember the scene where he got choked up by Hulk Hogan? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Everybody said he was uh, <clears throat> on. Uh,
3: oh, probably possibly on drugs. Oh, probably yeah. a lot of those. A lot of those '80s comedians. I don't know yeah. how they. Do, I don't know how if you watch them on stage, especially the stuff that would air later on Comedy Central. Which were those specials, Catch a Rising Star, yeah. or whatever, all, all of them back in the day? They all looked like they were high in Coke. They, I every liked... single one of them. And the energy, yeah. because that, back then, that yeah. was a substitute for humor. It was like, whoa, look at what this a, energy. A, well,
1: because for a second, I tell you what, I almost made a mistake of putting Belzer in with the 80s comedy boom. And I didn't want to do that because, you know, I, I think he's been a pretty good actor. I think, you know, again, he was good in Law and Order. And that's why I say, I, I think. Like, you ever start a sentence, I go, no, I don't want to finish it that way, I want to finish it this way. Mm-hmm. I did it with Richard Belser, because I didn't want to see him in the 80s comedy boom scene, where there's like, there were comedians, but it's like, eh, you know, it was a comedy boom scene. With him, I just see him more as an actor. Yeah. I saw him yeah. more like primetime drama- Richard Belzer, that's okay. Like like Conan O'Brien, I laugh at one of the best documentaries ever. That documentary on Conan O'Brien, I have never I seen think, it. Was it the Was it the time? I think there's a time he spent between Conan on TBS. Yeah, there
4: was a no compete yes. and all that,
1: and so he had a camera follow him.
4: They went on and
1: tour. um and his whole crew. Oh, I want to He went on a one man show, and it was like it was very, very transparent. Like he, because I think he was the producer of it. Yeah, he left it all in. Like you know, like there's like Michael Jordan's the, the or not the decision what the Michael Jordan last dance last dance yeah it's like well this is really heavily skewed towards Michael Jordan well obviously it's Michael Jordan sure. we always said it's because of Michael Jordan's production Conan O'Brien was all there were some times where Colin, Conan O'Brien was really not a nice guy and he left it all in he's like this is who I was at that time oh I love that go. I absolutely like, love that he was there was some there was some moments where he was very. You can see how, I mean, almost insane he really is because he is all over the map. He's very depressed. He's very happy. He is very uh, egotistical. He's very humble. Uh, He's very nice, very mean at times. It's a very good documentary.
3: I've actually liked this act of Conan more than uh, his actual show or the TBS act. I actually (laughs) love his podcast. I absolutely love it. Uh, His ability (laughs) to go anywhere with a conversation Make it insanely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're almost all entertaining. You know who else? Who's? Who's? I am shocked. And it's an Odyssey thing. Well, it's part of Odyssey. We've done reads for it. Caden's thirteen. Yeah. Da- David Spade, and more importantly, and yeah. I love Spade, but more importantly, uh, Dana. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey is. It's not even a reinventing of himself. It's like, hey, remember me? I'm still really good. Well, they everything actually... I do. He's so good. He's so good. And, right. I, and I and a lot of these comedians aren't great podcasters. Um he could carry a podcast with yeah. anybody. With anybody. So the
4: Carvey thing started because he did a he did like a six podcast series with Conan mm-hmm. at the end of Conan's first season to kind of get you through the summer when they took their break. And uh they they talked about last week though, like Carvey basically got to a point where everybody forgot about him because he wasn't doing a ton of movies after his TV career was, was over. But yet he was rich. He was filthy because rich. Because he set his rates so high for corporate gigs that he would be a fool to turn them down, and these big corporations were paying him, like, six figures to show up and do an hour at for a weekend at a getaway thing. And Who? Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey.
3: Dana Carvey was making so much stupid money, and his TV, his, his film career flatlined. Right. He makes fun of how bad he was in these movies. And the Dana Carvey show, which had one of the best writing staffs in the history of writing one staffs. One of my most favorite to fail. Shows. And I, I have not seen that documentary still, and I really want to. Uh, but Dana Carvey, I, I'm like ready for what's next. Like, Even though this is good, what he's doing is really good. Yeah. But now I'm like, you need to be on TV. You need to be on TV. You need to be on on TV. Mo- in movies, Liz, you need to do something.
1: Liz already wanted a new car, and Tuesday will be no, we golfing. No, God, here we go. Liz already wanted a new car, and I sent a, hey, Consumer Reports has the latest on the blank. I'm not going to tell you which one. And I sent her an SNL clip of the uh, Toots is the driving because <laughs> they had Robert Smigel on their po- on their uh, podcast. He's so good, and he was talking about that on their podcast, and I thought it was great. I had to send Toots is the drive, which is such a ridiculous skit, and it's so brilliant. Um,
3: do they said Franken was not a joy to work with? They said yeah. he was so mean about comedy. Good, yeah. a good guy, but they said he was so mean about the way to do comedy. Yeah, and the way that Franken was doing comedy at the time, like I, I the stories are incredible. They are
4: incredible they had, from that time. They had Jack Handy on. That was a great. Really? Episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta listen to that episode. one
1: because I heard the Robert Smigel one. Yeah, Smigel one was really was good too. Yeah.
4: That one was great. There's a lot of insight. If you enjoy comedy, a lot of insight
1: on. That. What I love about Dana Carvey, I saw Dana Car—he had a stand-up special on on. It was Comedy Central, I think it was, because my buddy Danny and I loved it when we were kids. And the one was him doing the chopping broccoli <laughs> bit, and he was doing all the impressions of, you know, the Lincoln Bedroom and stuff like that. And uh, there's a lot of things where you watch him, and I, I don't know why we or how we got on Dana Carvey, but away we go is when you watch him, you end up doing what he's doing. So I watched, I did a thing right before I went off of like getting ready for possible headlines the week I was off. Mm -hmm. I included Lima's name in Mm -hmm. it. And I I got the inspiration of it because I was talking with Nick Kovach and I just remembered the the Dana Carvey sketch as Tom Brokaw (laughs) and doing the headlines of... Him and I didn't realize that was Robert Smigel talking to him as the mm-hmm. voice, like, "Oh, well, you wanted to spend the w- winter in Barbados, mm-hmm. like that type of thing." And I spent like three days. Former President Gerald Ford was mauled to <laughs> uh, senselessly in a convenience store by a circus lie. Like it's just all I, I kept doing it. I could not stop doing Danny Carvey doing Tom. The,
3: the best is when he gets into his characters, even though a lot of them are so dated or whatever. He kind of feels bad about the fact that when he was doing these, he was bringing stuff to the table that did not exist. Yeah. So he was inventing things that these people did. And then that's how people kind of find uh, later on they found to be synonymous with that actual guy that he was doing. Stuff that they never did in the first place. I
1: want to do... Think of the
3: confidence. Think of the confidence to go in. do Like if somebody was doing Ken Carmen mm-hmm. and then said, I'm going to create things that Ken never even did... And then that becomes the Ken Carman impression yeah. that everybody's doing.
1: I want to do, I want to give you homework. I know you'll never do it. I want to, because Lima is, Lima and Owen. Not, I, I love the show, but I'm not nearly as, because I don't watch it anymore. And I don't watch the clips anymore. So I'm not as in on it. But Lima and Owen are really into the history and everything when it comes to SNL. I want a top five guest hosts you've ever seen. Or top Guess five hosts. host. And I want to go in, I want to do a deep dive. I don't want to do it today. Cause I was watching John Hamm mm-hmm. yesterday and like Ham and Bubbly, mm-hmm. uh, the, Vin- the Vincent Price with Bill Hader. Because I oh I've my just God. been on a big Bill Hader SNL kick. Because I'm just, I'm mesmerized. He wasn't, Go ahead. he
4: wasn't supposed to be doing Vincent Price in the in the uh, the really? dress in the dress show. I forget who he was doing, but it wasn't Vincent Price. Nobody liked it, and he goes, "Well, I do a Vincent Price," and they're like, "He does like one or two lines," and they're like. All right, do that now. <laughs> oh my
1: god. He... Are you serious? Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. I, I think Bill Hader to me is probably Like if we we're going to do top 5 cast members past the 90s. Like cuz there's into the 90s or after the, like okay, 90s. after Sandler and Farley. Yeah, cuz everybody does stuff. this with SNL. You have the originals who you can't touch: right. the Belushi, Gilda Radner, Dan yeah. Aykroyd, Murray, Eddie Murray, yeah. it, uh, Murphy, Eddie Murphy. Not Eddie. It. I mean, uh, Eddie Murray was Eddie great. Eddie Murray played
4: on so but, many teams. Yeah. He was also, he was Eddie, also on go, SNL yeah. season he'd go from twenty. The left, yes. left side or the right side?
1: <laughs> um, you have so many good. You have, you have so many good from like the original to the early eighties, and then it kind of goes to the late eighties. It re- went to in sh-
3: well, the in it, the middle 80s. I and, wouldn't go that far. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Julia Louis Louis, Louis oh, Dreyfus. Those were right. dark, dark years. In fact, they had an infamous that's episode. Right. The season finale, they burned the whole room down. They light, they lit the room on fire. Are you lying and about it w- this? It was a, it was a cliffhanger. Who survives? They oh, yeah. literally oh, did that with the cast. Yeah.
1: Well, hell, let's just do the deep dive now. I was going to yeah. talk about the hospital. <laughs> so, like the '90s, the '90s. I remember everybody was panning at how bad it was. But when you look at back, now we look at it as, like, the golden years, some more golden years of the SNL, of SNL. Like, Farley, David Spade, mm-hmm. you know, those guys. Just how many of those guys. Like, Steve Martin's been on the show so many times, people thought he was a cast member. He wasn't. Yeah, never. And that goes back to, like, the original cast, Wild and Crazy Guys, all the thing. But, like, 90s where. Tom Hanks, too. Phil man. Hartman. Yeah, Tom Hanks, too. Phil Hartman, you know, the, the crossover there. Daryl Hammond Jan Hooks was great Jan then, Hooks too. was excellent I think she's passed by the way mm. I hate to say it um, you know I'm sure, I'm sure Tim Meadows was really really good he's kind of a
3: forgotten man and Mike he was Myers, on for so many years yeah. Mike Myers changed the face of of, of the show yeah. they, they, get, they give him that much credit for coming in and changing the face of the show yeah
1: and so there's there's so many guys so many people like in that era and then I don't know over the last over the last decade, I I think Vanessa Bear's is very funny. Maybe you disagree. No, she was I, good. I really like. La- AD Bryant really just aged like a fine wine to me. She I, got better. I really enjoyed. She got her. a lot better as
3: time went on. Yeah,
1: I felt they. You could. I just could tell there was something there where they let her be maybe more in control of things, and it was just right in her wheelhouse. And she was doing hilarious. Like some of the clips. I, again, I don't watch it live, but the clips you see on a Sunday morning, there was things that she did that were hilarious. Um – some of the guys I'm just not really big on, like uh, and K. McKinnon I love, but like there's so many guys. Yeah, but then they they
3: they used her as a they used her as a, a, a political, political post, but they used yes. her as a lifeboat. She saved every sketch, and then you just, well, that's true. You got sick of her. You're like, well, she's bailing but them I, out because she's so I talented. I felt like when
1: they wanted to make a statement, they just sent her out there. Yeah, and it's like all right, you do what you want to, but you, like
3: the the Trump what years, I'll tell you, the Trump years are going to be very forgotten years on that show because it got so political it's always been a political show don't get me wrong but at least when you were watching you knew it was a, a liberal show in new york city but you didn't have the contempt now maybe uh, you, we could talk about whether people were so polarized can you even laugh at the other side making fun of your side
1: god the but, jokes they did for mm, bill clinton anthony yeah. good yeah. god both daryl Han- phil hartman obviously takes the cake as the bill clinton warlords eating, yeah. the, eating the mcdonald's like that type of thing. like that's just incredible but like even Daryl Hammond mm-hmm. as Bill Clinton was great. Like the, was he? he yeah, it was Daryl Hammond was the one where he's in the kitchen, in the middle, and and, and Hillary Clinton's doing the. Uh, it's not Hillary herself. But no, she's no, no. do I forget who's playing Hillary, but he's in the background. Bowler, probably. Yeah, he's in the background and he's kind of like doing his own yeah. thing. Like that's some good stuff. But like now, uh, I don't know. Do they? How much about? How much fun do they make fun of Biden? I don't know.
3: Barely. Barely, and and uh, there's—you know, if you're going to go all in on Trump at all times, and I'd argue that, like, while I thought Alec Baldwin was really good at at the start, you got sick of it. They were using it as a crutch, and then everybody got sick of Baldwin— and the, the new Trump is great. The new know. Trump James guy is Austin great, Johnson. but you're so sick. I yeah. seen it. You're but so does, sick of their angle. He does a different thing,
4: though. He does a stream of consciousness thing, and they do like the same rundown. rundown. The rundown makes me it laugh. Is yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I haven't he, even seen that.
3: He is very good. He's very good. But um, in general, like the show, the show, it's just they put 30 people on the show. It's right. way too many cast members. Then you had guys becoming celebrities. Like, you know, what's his name? The. the um, you know, Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson. Oh. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson didn't even want to be on the show anymore.
1: But isn't that what it's supposed to be, though? That I disagree with you there. That show is supposed to be a launching point. It really is. And like some guys, some people have made great careers out of it, and some people have looked back on it and, and been upset with what they didn't do after SNL because it's supposed to be where you take off. And I think that's what—at least—that's how I've always interpreted it. So I I kind of disagree. Like Pete Davidson, yeah, okay. I get where people don't, people don't like him just because he, he dates Kim Kardashian. All right, fine. But I think that that's what you're – I don't know if you're
0: – How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test, intelligence data, fixed median download speeds, USQ3 2023.
2: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else?
1: You're supposed to date Kim Kardashian. You're supposed to become a star out of that. Will Ferrell is a mainstream star. Sure, one of but, the greatest stars. But Davidson, in Davidson history now because but of the that issue show. is
3: the issue is that Davidson didn't exactly leave his mark on the show. All these other guys who became famous had iconic, yeah. infamous, De- whatever. What was Pete Davidson on the show? Was he just misused?
1: I think he was. I think he was a young guy. He was so young, very and young. Yeah, really know. I don't know if they knew how to write. I, and by the way, you're not even who you are. At, how old was he? Twenty two.
3: So young. not even. No, he, no, he was not 20. Exactly. I think it was twenty. When okay, he came so to show you're
1: him. twenty years old. You're basically a child actor at that time. How you're not even you yet. No. You you don't have your. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, how old's Pete Davidson now? Thirty.
4: Twenty six.
1: Twenty. He's that. He's only Jesus. that old. Yeah. Who the hell's Pete Davidson? Who was he then? How and is he alive? I could say I would, I would not
3: be alive by thirty five yeah. if I lived that life.
1: So. I, I think that some of that stuff... And that's not a He's knock on Pete Davidson. Yeah. He's 28. 28. I'm not even trying to knock him. I'm just saying, like, how are you supposed to take someone that young and, and put that type of comedy in there? And also, I mean, obviously, ch- tastes have changed. Um, sketches have changed. I told you, there's some of the clips that I've seen where it's like I, I they write it, and here we are being critical of it. And yeah. I'm no comedy writer, but it's like, do you guys know how to end this? It's like you guys don't know how to well, end this. that's so... That's how. That's what
4: Mr. Show did, and like Bob Odenkirk hmm. talked about it a ton. When they didn't know how to end things, because they were taped and they had interstitials, yeah. they would just, anytime they couldn't end up, figure out an ending, they would go into the TV set. They're always in a room, right, with the TV, so they would just zoom in on the TV, and then it goes right into the next sketch. And, that way, they don't have to figure
1: out how to get out of it. And that's about, I, thought, I love how you brought that up, because Bob Odenkirk, who did write for SNL, correct? Correct. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bob Odenkirk... And Mr. Show is probably the most perfect example you yes. could have used because that is, SNL started as a show that was meant for adults of a wide-ranging audience where Mr. Show was meant for adults of a smaller audience. I mean, you have to really – I'm sorry. You really have to like that humor to like right. that show. And if you don't like that humor, like that's right up our wheel, how awkward, whatever, that well, dark – That's up our alley. It's probably the reason
4: that I have the comedic
1: taste that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Kids in the Hall, which, by the way, is back. Oh, yeah. Kids in the Hall is back. Like, Kids in the Hall. Like, you watch some of that stuff, and there's people who look at Kids in the Hall, and they think it's stupid, and there's guys like us going, nobody home, (laughs) nobody home. Or you want to, you know, take a ride in my duster, watch some porn, and eat scrambled eggs like that. That's some of the fun stuff with Kids in the Hall. Yet, I I, I think that that's maybe the problem with SNL. I'm like, how do you end this? Like, okay, bring up the... Dana Carvey sketch with Tom Brokaw. Mm-hmm. He, he starts doing like, and I, I, I started looking at it going, Oh boy. Cause they, it, in the, at the end of it, they're like over. Okay. We're overrun by Zimbabwe or something <laughs> like that. And he's like, well, am I really the, and he like does something I'm like that's a little on the line in 2022. And they just, they obviously they've hit the applause. People are whooping it up mm-hmm. and they just end it. That's the end of the sketch. Instead. They're always like trying to hit like almost a punchline. And I'm like just, just end the thing, just end the thing. Like the, um, when Cecily Strong did the Judge Jeanine Piro <laughs> yeah. thing with the wine, we don't need to do song and dance at no. the end of that. I get the, I get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I get the gag. It's like ah, it should have ended a minute ago. Really should have. I'm sorry. That's the way I felt about it. We're brought to you by Extend. You have anything else to add on? No,
3: things? I'm good on that.
1: You have anything more to add on SNL? No, I'm good. I talk about running out of till the next.
3: Well, till the next time.
1: Yeah, till the next time we start talking about SNL. I spent a lot of time in the hospital over the weekend. So Liz got very ill. So we we all had the stomach flu or a bug about a month ago. Uh, over a month and a half ago. And according to the doctors, I guess this was a re, revamp of the of the bug, I guess. Like the they, bug
4: never actually went away? Yeah.
1: Or they said it was a re-aggravation of it or something. Like it didn't fully get out because... They could not find anything else. But mm-hmm. it was very scary there for a moment.
4: It laid dormant um, for a while and then reappeared.
1: Yeah, because they couldn't find anything wrong other than she was clearly throwing up. And if it wasn't on one end, it was out the other end. And she had to get IV and went to the emergency room. And the emergency room is just hell on earth. I mean, it's the worst place on earth. There's God, no... Thank God.
3: I've just spent very little time oh, ever in the emergency room. Actually, I've only been there once. And it was for a friend who got beat up in the muni lot got his nose broken. I thought he had worse, and we sat there on a Browns game day with other yeah. Browns fans, also yeah. with their ailments from the media lot. Hey, we are we were all here, and now we're all you here. We just your, brought the party over. Take your provisions with you. And have <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we still had, still had the hot dogs. We still have everything ready to go.
1: I think there's people who go to the emergency room, and they're, they're very seriously hurt, and then there's people who just are like, why are you here? Yeah. What are you doing here? All right. You know how expensive this is. What are you doing in the emergency yeah, room? Yeah. What's right the
3: now? word for that? Where you're always thinking you're sick or injured. Uh, hypochondriac. Or... hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Yeah.
1: And Liz was there, and it got very, it got, it got very real. Because at first I'm like, yeah. she's like, well, "Could you come here?" I'm like, "Yeah," because she doesn't want to be there, and she's like in the hospital stuff, and they got the IV going, and she feels like bleep, and like she's she's nauseous. She doesn't throw up. She's not throwing up again, but. They're, like, doing all these tests, and her heart rate is through the roof. And so they're going, okay, we're going to have to send you to the hospital. And Liz, like, did not want to do it to the point she's like, I want to just go home. Nobody ever,
3: well, among normal people, that's the last stage. That's the last – I have a big fear that I'm going to die because I didn't just decide to go to the hospital and trust – that somebody was telling me that, hey, go to the hospital. So
1: she brings the doctor in, the ER doctor, which I wish I could na- name her name because she was wonderful. I don't remember mm-hmm. it, but she was wonderful. Dr. Dr. Rosen Doctor Yeah, Dr. Beeper. So Dr. Beeper comes in, and she says, you know, and Liz goes, I don't want to go to the hospital. And she starts like, it, you could tell it was very much against her wishes that Liz goes home and Liz like looks at me and I I look at the doctor flat out and I go I am in agreement with you but what can I say to a woman? I can't make her go if she don't want to go. And the doctor explained it and then she's like looking at me and I'm like you need to go to the hospital. The doctor is I the doctor is very strident. Is the she's doctor so started... more strident that you are becoming? You need well, to go to the hospital. Are there
3: scare tactics? Because that would work, wouldn't it? Like, hey, well, it could be this. You was, need to go. Well,
1: it was. It was like, listen, if you do all this stuff outpatient, like there's MRIs and all this mm-hmm. stuff, you're gonna wait a long time. And I was honestly concerned. Of she was feeling a little bit better. They kind of stopped the um, <clears throat> the process of the uh, the, the expulsion re- of the fluids. Rebuilt the dams. Yeah, yeah. they re- Thank you very much. And so she was feeling good. I go, you can come home and just start feeling sick all over again. We're going to have to do this process all over again. I go, they've already arranged for the GD bed. Mm -hmm. I go, I wish I could drive you over to the hospital myself because they've arranged for the ambulance, which I didn't like, but they want to keep the IV in. So obviously I'm not going to be able to take her over in the truck with the IV going. So they had to arrange for the ambulance. I go, it's already on its way over. They've already arranged for the damn bed. You might as well go do as they tell you. And so she said yes, and she went. The thing I didn't like, I didn't realize this, it was uh, two to a room, oh, which I didn't oh like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it start, like, I started getting very scared because they weren't telling me what was going on because yeah, they said they that didn't that would not know. be fun. They said they didn't know, and I started to think that they knew, and they just weren't going to tell me yet. People So like they he, knew and what it you know was, what? and they were going to go, Mr. Carmen, your wife has whatever. I,
3: do you think we have wandering minds on that stuff? Yeah. We have very dark sense of humor, as anybody who's listened to this know. Uh, at times, I'll admit, I skew towards the negative mm-hmm. in life and on things. So our mind goes to a place that I'm not sure everybody else goes to every time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Very early in the process, too.
1: Well, I I look at it and I go... I started getting nervous because when they don't tell me what's going on, then my mind's going to wander. If I don't know, I start to wonder, And I started thinking about the worst case scenario because then you go... Well, that's not going to happen to you. That's not going to happen to you. That's not going to not gonna happen to you. Well, that doesn't make you any more special. What makes you no. special? There's been people I've known who have gotten very sick and have gotten cancer. No, and, and all as I get
3: older, I'll, I'll even go the, the complete opposite way. Is I get older and things do happen to my friends or their parents or their kids, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it damn well could happen, yes, and it much. is happening. It's yes. happening right now. How am I going to deal with this? It is all over.
1: So I, I was worried like they weren't telling me. So I woke up Friday morning very nervous yeah because they hadn't told me and i went to her see her thursday i I went back home got the kids scooped up uh left them with my mother-in-law who was at the house i thought i was gonna stay at the hospital they were not allowing overnight because i'm not i can't i couldn't um, stay with her overnight because she wasn't in her own room oh yeah and so i didn't like that but either way i dealt with it and i went home friday my mother-in-law left I, t- I woke up with the kids, took care of them, and I got very emotional. I do, I won't let them see me get emotional. I'm very emotional because your your brain starts to wonder about different things. You can't help it. It felt, felt terrible. And so I went to her, and she was feeling a little bit better, but she was still like uh, a little touch and go. By Friday night, she felt better. I felt worse on Friday. <laughs> I think there's such a thing as sympathy pain. Because I my neighbor went to went with me to get her car. I was gonna let my neighbor take her car back to the house because she was just in Twinsburg, so it wasn't that far away. G- big Jim helped me, and the second Big Jim tore out of Twinsburg. I hate admitting this. I ralphed behind my truck. Oh, jeez! Just a mess. So this just bushes. anxiety
3: bar for what was, was this? I think it was.
1: I think it was stress. I think it was the whole day because um, I was terrified. But I remember I went to bed. Friday night and I had chills, my body was aching and I go, Oh my god, this is it all over and I'm telling you Tone
3: Or bite. were you just thinking I have the bug too now yeah. and I'm well, gonna be I, in the hospital but, tomorrow. But that's
1: what I think. I think it was I, I was wondering but I'm like I woke up Saturday morning and I thought I was hung over. I felt like I was hung over and uh, I wasn't ugh. drinking. And so I had these like big. How did you Gatorades not drink? How did you stuff. not drink? Because I did. I wasn't up to it. We I just had I conversations
3: about how we turned to the bottle. I know,
1: but I didn't feel when I physically feel like I'm like, Ben, alcohol is the last thing I need right now. Like I didn't want to drink. I physically was sick, and I didn't want to drink. And on f- Saturday, when I woke up, I felt hungover. By Saturday night, I felt okay, and by Sunday morning, I felt fine. Once Liz, because Liz came home Saturday afternoon. And I'm just it, like, it all just is like, what a relief. She didn't go home. What a relief that this is all okay. We have to deal with this. Okay. We're, we're going to take care of the other things, bland foods and the, and the metamucil and the other things. And we're going to have to get some of the other stuff figured out. So it's like, you're not always through the woods yet, but you get worried. And now all that stress is gone, it makes things a little bit more normal. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday I, for, because of all that, I had a lot of energy. So I got a lot of stuff done around the house. But it was a terrifying ordeal, a absolutely terrifying ordeal. Because like your mind does think, like, oh, God, what if I lose her? And I know we kind of joked about it on the show, but it, it, clearly it would be awful. Clearly it would. And then I, I did go through this. So Saturday, once I know what's wrong with her, or once they think they know what's wrong with her and they're going, well, we want to make sure of this and this, and then we can send her home hopefully Saturday, is you go there and you're on this hospital floor. And I feel weird saying this because this was just – Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This is 72 hours ago, right? I start looking at these. You can't help it. They're right next to the door as you walk by because it's two to a room.
3: What, life insurance policies? No. There are
1: people who just, they're not leaving. I mean, they're leaving, but they're not leaving the way that we're leaving. They're not walking out. Oh, man. And you just start feeling guilty. And then I start thinking about my own. And I go, man, and I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to be any of that. But you and I both think dark thoughts all Mm -hmm. the time. I well, you know what? That's why. Just find me in the garage slumped over the mower. <laughs> just find me, please. Just please. Just where's Ken? He's laying down mm-hmm. by the tree and that's it. That's it. Because I'll tell you what.
3: Didn't I, have months to think about oh it. Oh my Didn't god. Didn't put the family through so hell sad. for a year.
1: It was so sad. And I start. I I couldn't help it. I thought yeah. about your aunt. I thought yep. about everything. Like it was terrifying it was terrifying and terrible. This is. that's the Job my wife
4: does. Oh, no, my I can't. God. No. She's in the... No. It's the Geros psych unit. You know, it's the older Alzheimer's dementia. And oh, the people that, Christ. Yeah. And it's just. <laughs> Sorry. And she comes home every day, and she, I'm like, hey, work was great. We didn't oh. even talk about Deshaun that much today, right? It was a great day. I and mean, What would you guys do? And she's like, I had to tell a family their dad's never going to be the same person that they thought
1: he was. I'll tell you what. it mm. That puts it in perspective, because when she was in the hospital... And I'm getting text, and I'm not saying anything to anybody. So I'm getting regular texts from people, and I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and tell them. my wife's in the hospital. Right. Because I'm like, they don't know. They're not being jerks. I'm a jerk to say that back to I don't to have somebody. time to look exactly. at your joke. Yeah. Like, there's, like, okay, Double A sent me a really nice text because he was on Sunday. He was getting ready to do his show. Yeah. And I'm like... Uh. Uh, and he sends it to me on Saturday, and I'm like, I, I'm my hands are kind of tied right now. No. But I'm like, he doesn't know. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell him that. I
3: didn't know what to he's... send you, by the way, Ken. Because I don't no. do the platitudes. Yeah. So, and we don't really do platitudes. Ken did. Ken said something very nice to me uh, when a lot of my happenings were going on behind the mm. scenes. And you said something really nice to me, and I'm like, oh, shut up, Ken. And then I'm like, oh no, he's actually being really nice but for a we second. Don't, we don't need to. But we don't normally do that, and so. I was thinking to myself, I'm just gonna keep sending him jokes.
1: <laughs> I said, <laughs> I mean, "That's all I know." Uh, I, I'm very uh, to the point. I only told I told Keith because mm-hmm. I I was Andy still out of town. Andy was yeah. still out of town. Yeah, and yeah. Didn't get Andy back sent Sunday me a text from vacation oh, in France, oh, yeah. and I did. I just was like. He's like, hope you're having a great vacation. I'm like, you too. And he sent it to me on Thursday as as it, it's really hit your the world's fans. unraveling because yeah. I'm not going to sit there go, dude. Andy is Andy is a very compassionate man. He's really not how a boss sometimes is. He's a very compassionate person. I'm not going to send the guy who's halfway around the world going, my wife's in the hospital right now, and you're sending me jokes from friends. Like I wasn't going to do that. So I go, you too, like a big yo emojis and things like that. I sent Lima and and Keith, and I probably should have let Double A and Owen know, but I didn't. And I sent my boss over at eight. I wouldn't have cared. Liz in hospital, something with her stomach. We have no clue. Keith knows. Like, that's what it was. Could go either way. That's what it Maybe was. Maybe I
3: see a Monday. That's what it was. Maybe not.
1: And then I wrote I wrote to Keith, we'll let you know about Monday. And I wrote that on fr- on Friday. Then I wrote, just got home, or got home yesterday. I wrote on Sunday. Got home yesterday. She's resting, taking tomorrow, back Tuesday. Like, it's just very short to the point because I don't need to have.
3: But that scared me. You're to the point kind of scared me. See,
1: I wasn't trying to be that way. I was trying to be cerebral. But I I
3: read through it. I'm like, if things were okay, Ken would be joking about this. We would be telling very dark jokes, and you weren't doing that. And I wanted to joke about it. And I told Sarah, I go, I'm worried. I'm really worried. I
1: wanted to joke about it, but then there's times where you can't joke because I'm afraid I didn't know going in. Yeah. So I was afraid I was going to jinx it. Like, I go, I'm getting off in the exit to get off at three, uh, uh, 322 to go to Berkshire Hills. I go, mm-hmm. oh, I should have brought my golf clubs. Could have said hi to Liz and go play 18 at Berkshire Hills mm-hmm. if it was still open. That's not. I'm like, you can't do that because you don't know if your wife's going to be living or not. Like, and, and again, was it that serious of a thing? No. But you start to think those things. You start to get nervous about it. And that's where your head goes. So it, it was a very, uh, a very rough week. Because by yesterday, I was ready to get back. I, I was like, "Okay, this has been one day too many. I gotta get back. Don't mm. like wraparounds. Don't like that type of thing. Like if it would have been, I told Owen this. If I would have taken that week, and it would just, but it came back naturally on Monday. As much as I love doing it, there would have been a part of me going, "Okay, you get Labor Day off, and then that's it. Yeah, you know, until you, yeah, you are we are it. nonstop. You are in the long haul. These are seven day weeks and." You get you get a day off for bye week, and that's about it. And I know it changes now; my schedule's changed because we're no longer doing the CBS thing. So. We're only
3: taking one day for the bye week. How long are we taking?
1: Well, you can do whatever. Well, you got you got mater- you got paternity leave that you got coming up, yeah. here, which that is going to be no fun for you, considering how things are going. So, you know, you do think about okay, I get, I gotta, I gotta make sure I don't get sick because there's a lot of th- football season is where usually your, your bread is buttered. It's where we have here. the most fun
3: by far. Yeah. We have so but much I'm more like, fun.
1: <laughs> I got to make sure I don't get sick during this time. Do mm-hmm. everything I can to not get sick. I mean, it happens, but you got to do everything you can. Um, it's where you do your most work, your most traveling. You're going to be up the most. It's like, okay, I get Labor Day. Okay. And then I'll get I'll get Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. And then we don't need your Christmas off last year. We played the they played Green Bay. I did eight hours last year on the air. God. And I had COVID. Yeah, what a tough ass. Wait, a It's minute. like the yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah. flu game. Then I went and watched. I went and watched. Thanks, Santa. Mm-hmm. I, can I admit this now? So I'll admit this now. And I'll, I'll leave everybody with this. He starts. He threw the first pick. And I'm I on my children, I go bleep this. I'm drinking. And I sat there and drank and kept taking my temperature to make sure that my temperature didn't go over 99 while I was drinking because I was like, bleep this, this kid's going to suck up the room today. And by God, did he ever. And I was like, I'm not sitting here through this garbage sober. And I sat there and I was looking at my phone and seeing, John Johnson's tweeting this. Ken, did you see another pick? My phone's lighting up. It's Keith. And you know, anytime Keith starts texting during a Browns game, bleep is hitting the fan.
3: And there was a point in the fourth quarter I was sitting at 19. There was a point in the fourth quarter where I thought we were still going to win the game. <laughs> I yeah, they lost did. by two. I seriously they was like, four picks, "Oh my god, lost by two!" We're going Everybody was making fun of them, and I'm and like, "We could
1: have blamed the kicker." Yeah. If you made your kicks, you win the game. Yeah,
3: yeah, you really did.
1: You still could blame the kicker if you were a Baker person.
3: Now we got Cade York, baby.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet?
5: So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero.
2: Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.